Hi, this is Mizey. And this is Sean. And this is our Rude Awakening Hot Topic. <laughs> I think that will like ever not make me laugh. But yes, this is our hot topic where we discuss just what's going on in the news. Basically, the hot topics. So what do you have for us today, Sean? Well, I'm pulling from the headlines, but also from my little Georgia heart when I say congratulations to Beyonce, who has reached the top spot on the Billboard Hot 100 country charts and is the first black woman with a number one country song for Texas Hold'em. So yeehaw (laughs) and congratulations to my girl. And I just want to say it's, it's divinely sweet because there was so much pushback when she quote unquote, all of a sudden became a country artist when her fans know, and I'm, I am one, that she's been putting out some country music and working on country music for quite some time. Uh, and the country world has been quite resistant to her, and not just her, but to Black artists in general. Even though if you look back at the history of country music, African instruments are responsible for the the sound that was created that became country music, but it is one of the most segregated genres uh, out there. And so I am happy for her that her fans have boosted her to the top of those charts, that radio is being made to play her as a country artist or play her country music as they would other artists. And it's also opened up for me I mean, I have always liked some country songs. It's not my favorite genre by a long shot, but I have liked some of the ones that crossed over over the years. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved Daddy Lessons uh, put out by Beyonce previously. I loved her rendition of it with the Dixie Chicks. And but this process has opened up my algorithm on TikTok to a lot more Black country artists. They've just been popping up in my feed, I guess, because I've been listening to Beyonce uh, and listening to the news stories that people have been posting up about, particularly that radio station uh, who had initially refused to play her music. And so, so I've, discovered, I've discovered a bunch of new ones. And, and for people who are looking for Black country artists or exploring and looking to support more Black country artists, you can go to Black Opry. The Black Opry, if you just Google it, you'll be able to find a whole list of Black country artists and and can go lend your support because it's time the genre is opened. It's, it's something that we had a heavy hand in creating and it's not something we should be excluded from. It shouldn't be shocking when folks who grew up in the country, grew up going to rodeos and listening to country music want to put out country music and it shouldn't matter what color your skin is as a barrier to you doing that. Let me, uh, you mentioned the country music station who said that they did not play Beyonce because Beyonce was not a country music artist. Call me naive. I actually believe their response when they said that that's sort of just a form that they send out when people ask to, for them to play music that is not from 
generally speaking, country music artists. And the reason I say I believe them in this case is because it had just come out. And, you know, for those who aren't sure or who need a little bit more information, they did say that there is like a part of a they're a smaller station that's part of larger stations, and they didn't have access to the song yet. The song has to chart first before they have access to it. Now, I don't know all the inner workings of radio, so it could be just a bunch of BS, but they did say that that's sort of just what they automatically put out and that they just didn't have the song yet. Now, I think it's... Um, I what's the word sort of like just fruits, you know, that it, it, I love the fact that when, once it was fully released, it shot to number one. So definitely right. no excuse, but it's unsettling. It's sad. It's just disappointing when you have people push back in terms of saying that, Black people are just trying to take over everything. It was the, a former actor from Dukes of Hazard who has a who had a uh, a career in country music. John Schneider, who's from New Jersey, by the way. Yeah, you know t- the gatekeeping of it all, and you do have people. You know, everybody has an opinion. There are some people who uh, didn't like. Shania Twain, or they said she wasn't country, or who is it, Keith Urban, who's from Australia. But it wasn't like this. There was a racial tinge to talking about Beyonce. Mm -hmm. We know from other uh, country music stars who are of color that there is bias, there is discrimination. And the fact that she's a big star in her own right and she's crossing over, it just seemed like a lot of jealousy too. And like you said, the roots of country music are in the African-American culture. So people weren't educated. And if they were, they didn't care. It's just always having something to say, always having to be negative. And one thing that's interesting to me, Sean, I didn't even realize this, but the Pointer Sisters won a Grammy for this song called Fairy Tale, and it was a country music song. Right. Right. So it's just one of those things where I feel like we've been taking some steps back culturally yes, and in terms of how, not only culturally, but in terms of how we treat each other. And it's just really disappointing the way people are just using these dog whistles and just saying the quiet part out loud, uh, to be honest. Right, right. They're saying whatever they can to raise ire among the folks who would watch to use uh, the Dukes of Hazard actor as an example, to raise the ire of their viewers and say, who want to say, yeah, they are taking over everything. It's that it's stoking that replacement theory and 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 trying to argue that liberals and and Beyonce by association is, as he said, pissing all over every tree trying to make their mark. And it's ridiculous. It's music. It's a country song. She's just trying to try a different genre of music. 
And the gatekeeping, like you said, is it's just ridiculous when there have been Black artists for years and years and years in country, but also writing, you know, to your point about the Grammy, writing a lot of the music for the biggest country artists that people are familiar with. I just saw an interview where Chris Brown was talking about some country songs that he's written that have topped the charts. It's like you don't know who's behind the scenes, but it's it looks like we're still doing a lot of the work and not getting the credit. And when we want to be on the other side of the, of the camera and be an artist, it's like, hold on, wait a minute now, this is our thing, but it's like, it's not though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, you know, it is, it is like you said, just saying the quiet part out loud, just to be mean spirited or racist or extraordinary or to gatekeep or what have you. And it's so unnecessary and so ridiculous. And it just, to me, it makes what you want happen or make it less likely to happen because then people are going to jump on to to counter against that, as we saw through social media. And then in in terms of the in terms of the social media response is what I mean. And I think that played a heavy hand in the song being bumped to number one because mm-hmm. people were so incensed, even if they don't like country music, the idea was how dare you try to make this a race issue and, and to keep somebody out um, mm-hmm. of the spotlight. And so especially someone who is from Texas right, and who has always been upfront in terms of being proud of where she came from and yeah. what it means to her. So exactly. And so, I do. I appreciate social media for that, but also for opening up the conversation. I think a lot of people learned a lot of information about the roots of country music. But I will say again, congratulations to Beyonce. And I'm happy because I found some new music to listen to. I mean, I was supporting Texas Hold'em anyway, but Um, I found some new artists that I actually really like and have downloaded and streamed some some albums uh, for artists that I probably never would have found if my TikTok algorithm hadn't started going that way. And for the radio stations, quote, form response, I hear what you're saying. I'd like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but bombastic side eye because she announced it during the Super Bowl. It was huge news. And as a radio station, typically you play music, but you also report the day's headlines. So I find it very hard to believe that they weren't aware and they just thought, why are they asking us to play Beyonce so much? She's not a country artist. It's incumbent upon you to be like, what the heck are they talking about? Sometimes social media can be used uh, positively. I mean, it's used anyway, but sometimes it can have a positive effect just as much of it could, as it could have a negative. And I'm glad it was a positive effect in this case. I don't know. I, I, I understand. I, I get it in terms of their standard reply. And yeah, I mean, not everybody's checking Beyonce, but I get it. You know, this I'm, biased. I'm biased. Well, no, you know, I mean, and, but there's been a lot of diverse people who are, who I feel like it's a song and what's been going on and been said about her has been a way, like you said, it's opened up some different music for you, but I feel like it's been a unifying 
kind of song for people because I see so many people doing dances to it just oh, across yeah. the board. And there are a lot of people who are very progressive, a lot of country music artists who are, who've been sounding the alarm in terms of the discrimination that other people, even if it's not themselves, that uh, what they are feeling in being Absolutely. an advocate. So, but I, I love seeing different people just coming together, trying their line dancing. Some people are experiencing it. There's a lot of people that aren't. I've been watching exercise routines to it. And it's it's just a one way of like, everybody, everybody's on it. But I will say this, Sean. I, I don't quite get it in terms of, wait, let me say it. You didn't say anything, but let me say it. It's, it's very uh, catching. I like it. I read the lyrics that I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. I guess it's just somebody having a good time. Yeah, I think that's the intention, the spirit of it. It's sort of park your car, hang your keys up. You're going to be staying a while and we're headed down to the bar. It's a hole in the wall, but we always thought it was nice. It's good enough for us. Let's get your ass on the floor and let's dance. Okay. That's that's what I took from it. It's sometimes hard for me to understand nuance and I can be somewhat direct and rational. So I, I, it's one of those things, I guess that's the point of the song. Just go with it. I mean, I like it though. I, I completely yeah. like it, but I was just like, hmm, what is she saying? And then I read the lyrics and I'm like, I don't get it, but maybe that's, you know, everything has a rhyme and all that stuff. So anyway, so go Beyonce, go unity, go, music being the universal language stop gatekeeping exactly and i think i think the the best part is what you said it has brought about some unity her fan base spans all races nationalities religions what have you but also it's not necessarily the fans of country music or or of her music who are causing all the consternation it's the radio stations, the labels, the and that's been a problem for Black artists for a very long time who want to change genres. I mean, we see it more seamlessly with other artists like Pink transitioned from R&B and pop to rock. MGK transitioned from rap to rock very easily. But when Black artists try to do that in reverse, it rarely, if ever, works. And so I'm all about letting artists express themselves and do whatever the hell kind of music they want to do and let the fans decide. Yeah. I get the tendency to want to pigeonhole people. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel like, Oh, I understand this person is that to define people, but that's not who we are. Uh, We're allowed to change and grow. We're allowed to explore. So it's one of those things, free your mind people. Exactly. So what's your what's your headline hot topic to share this week, my so friend? You're ta- yeah, you're talking about Beyonce, and I'm talking about Charlotte. And if you don't know Charlotte, I can't understand why you don't, but Charlotte is the Stingray. Are you familiar with Charlotte? I have heard about little Miss Charlotte, who is yes. expecting her baby. Is it her first baby? Um, or a group of babies? Do Singrays have a bunch of babies? <laughs> I don't know. Right. They, I believe that they call them pups. Okay. So um, she's not far off from her delivery date. She is a Stingray at the Aquarium and Shark Lab in North Carolina. 
And the thing about Charlotte is she's a single stingray with no males in her tank. She hasn't had a male in her tank for eight years. And suddenly she is pregnant. Charlotte Mary in the Immaculate Stingray Conception. (laughs) Yes, she's pregnant with four pups, actually. And they're not quite sure, of course, as Sean alluded to, is this Immaculate Conception also known as parthenogenesis, which is also known as asexual reproduction. Stingrays have been known to do this, even though it's very rare, for their species to survive. And basically, uh, stingray can clone itself. So it's very interesting. Yes, but they're not sure about that. And the other theory was, I believe that there are some sharks in the tank. Very small sharks, like one-year-old sharks that were placed in the same tank as her back in the summer could be... Sorry, could be the the dad. Yeah. So basically, uh, there were two one year old white spot bamboo males that were moved into the tank. So is this like a cross species? They got a little, they got a little confused on the way to each other. <laughs> hey, um. sh- well, I I <laughs> I'm speechless because you said on the way to each other, but there's two males. So oh. I'm thinking, yes, they could have been on the way to each other, but they wouldn't procreate. They wouldn't so. procreate. Well, things have happened. Charlotte, Charlotte's pregnant by, by right. the Lord, apparently. So, so yeah. So it's like, did she, uh, did an embryo itself, you know, did she just make her own embryo? And, uh, or could it possibly be one of these two um, male sharks or, which we haven't found out yet, but she's due any time now, is it possible that, and I'm trying to find the name of the phenomenon, and we will update you once we find out about little Char's four pups, there's a way that Stingray can store sperm, but generally, it's not known that any Stingray can store it for eight years. So and that's the last time she was in the tank with another stingray. Exactly. I think maybe a few years, which even that is very rare. And Sean, can you just imagine if we <laughs> stored sperm? <Girl>, no. <laughs> Not <Ooh>. knowing. <laughs> Sorry. Not knowing. First, first of all, cloning ourselves, like, you know, whatever, you know, I, I don't have any children, full disclosure. Don't want any. But if I did, and if it's just like, oh my goodness, I really want a child, and suddenly I fall pregnant and clone myself. Or, you know, there's some some sperm back there. <laughs> and, um, we're able to use that. So, girl, no. Either way, Charlotte, I, I you're amazing. I, I sympathize and also applaud you, Charlotte. The amazing web that you have weaved, Charlotte. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, I nice play on Charlotte. I am an animal nerd. And so I love those, you know, the documentaries you used to watch in school. They used to make you watch in science class with the British guy who narrates mm-hmm. the nature documentaries. So I watch them all the time. And, and I watched the Blue Planet or the Ocean docuseries that that was done a few years back and I watched the Serengeti one, whatever this month, maybe like maybe last month, Netflix dropped a series where they were doing following different photographers who do 
different things in nature. And one of the guys was photographing stingrays, these giant, like biggest stingrays that I've ever seen. Nobody mentioned cloning, (laughs) (laughs) conception or holding sperm for eight years. So you have taught me even more than a nature documentary could teach me. And I am, I am thoroughly intrigued. I need to know what's, what's going to happen with Charlotte. Yes. And I mean, just to finish on a very lame note, I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. Oh boy. Is there a song? No. Well, you know who I want to read the results. Oh, I do. Mr. Povich. Yes. Because I never got to see his show live in person. So it would just be just the, the best, the bee's knees, if he could read. Who is the father? Bamboo sharks. You are not the father. Charlotte, you are <laughs> the father. Right. Exactly. We'll find out, you know, or, yeah. you know, be the one that got away eight years ago. So oh, mm, goodness. Right, so that kind of makes, makes me want to hurl. So I hope it's just a natural. <laughs> I hope she's cloning herself like the like the smart woman fish that she is or oh, that, that, amphibian, whatever that she yeah. is. She was like, I'm sick of this eight years. And then these two little one-year-olds showing up. Maybe she's just like, I want one. We'll let you know. Stay tuned. Are there other animals who clone themselves? Mm, we'll there has about, to be. We'll talk about that on a future episode. <laughs> and why. <laughs> All right, Sean, I will talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.